World Cup wrap-up, episode 12, heading into the last eight of this tournament. So, looking forward to this. The matchups are fantastic. A few surprises in there. Um, and Saucy will be joining me right now, which is good. James, welcome. Let's get some people in here. Let's get sorted. This young bucks, welcome. Okay, accepted that saucy. Yes, here he is. Hey, mate, what's going on? Not much, not much. Just at the pointy end of this uh, competition now. Um, it's looking interesting, very, very interesting. Uh, young bucks, what's up? Uh, James says. Can Croatia cause an upset? Let's start with that game, shall we? Let's get straight into it. It's a 2 a.m. game tomorrow. All games will be streamed by us uh, as a watch party. Obviously not the footage, but when you turn on the games tomorrow to watch them, be sure to turn us on with you, and we'll give a bit of uh, live analysis of what we see happening, and um, we can uh, join you for Reactions. the ride. Yes. What we can uh, we'll more celebrations we'll to... when Brazil dominates Croatia, and I mean dominate, right? They're going to win this by two plus goals, Doma. I'm telling you, Croatia had to play 120 minutes of football. They're the oldest team in the tournament. On the flip side, Brazil absolutely dominated their opponent, and they were subbing off their best players by the 65th minute. That's true. So they'll be what fresh, I want... ready to go. I want... I want your exact tip. What is it going to be? Brazil? To yeah. Win. Yeah. More than two and a half goals in the game. Richarlson to score because he's been on the score sheet every game. Uh, Vinny Jr. to score. And we'll go with Neymar as the third one. I reckon three one. I'll give I'll give Croatia the benefit of the doubt on a counter attack, but if they don't score, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I see three goals going in. Uh, yeah, that watch party, young bucks, will be on YouTube. So it's been created. I created the event, so you can head on over there now and um, put a reminder, hit the notification bell on there for anyone else that is in here or listens to this a bit later on. Uh, I think Brazil will be too strong. I just think age isn't a problem in tournaments to an extent because Croatia, you know, we've seen it before, like older sides progressing. Um, but I just think, like you said, Sauce, this is a young, vibrant, very super attacking Brazil side. And you've got this... We've seen them struggle at times, Croatia, in games because of their age, trying to keep up and battling the ebb and flow, but coming off, like you said, 120 minutes of football to literally 40 minutes that were played by Brazil, because that's all they needed to play was 40 minutes, and they dis just dismantled their opposition. Uh, I'm going Brazil 3-1. I think they'll be too good. Uh, the second game source, the 6 a.m. game for us, our time, check your local guides to see what time 
uh, your game start because there are people in here that are on uh, different time zones because they're in different countries. Netherlands versus Argentina. Uh, this, this is an interesting one. Uh, my opinion, Roy Keane reckons Messi's been the best player in this World Cup. I reckon that Roy Keane is smoking that much dope. It's ridiculous. Uh, Argentina's a side that we've seen source that have they've been good in patches, but they've struggled mightily as well. Uh, I think they rested Di Maria in the last game against Australia, um, obviously to try and get him as fit as possible going into this game. So they struggled to break down Australia. The second goal, we gifted it to him on a silver platter. Said, "Here, win the game. Here you go." All right. They struggled to, to, let me just say that again, they struggled to break down Australia. You've got big birds at the back there, the Dutch. I'm riding the Dutch, Doma. I've, I've picked Argentina as one of the teams to win the tournament. I've officially changed my pick to, to Brazil, clearly, and France. I think they're the two teams and the strongest teams that can win the tournament. Obviously, I'm expecting France, you know, when we do the next uh, row of games, I'm expecting France to qualify uh, and beat uh, England. On this game, I think the Netherlands have more than enough, you know, in their team to trouble Argentina. I think this is the best attack that they've come up against all tournament, hands down. You know, and, and they've struggled against lesser attacks. I mean, Saudi Arabia kicked two goals on them. Come on, guys. Their defense is not that good. Their midfield is not that good. This is the best side they've come up. I mean, $3.80 the bookies are giving me. I'm looking at that, I'm going, you know what? Look, I think this actually goes to extra time. I, I think this goes to extra time, and the Dutch win it on ex, in extra time. That's my do, official prediction. Do you reckon 1-1? One, one? Yeah, we'll go 1-1 one, one, full time, and then goes to extra time, and, and, and the Dutch take home 3-1. They kick two in extra time. Well, they, they have been the masters of scoring in the last uh, 10, 15 minutes of the game. They've kicked majority of their goals post the 75th minute. The Dutch, they either score within the first 15 minutes or the last 15 minutes of a game. And I just think that, I agree with you, they've, they've started to get a bit of continuity now, Netherlands, and they're starting to find a bit of form. As we found out in the first round of games, a lot of teams struggled. The Spain, like, for example, Spain smashing Costa Rica was not a true reflection of how good Spain was. They were actually mediocre. They came up against a side that was lesser than them on a big stage. They obviously panicked and they got slaughtered in the first game. So Netherlands struggled a fair bit against, uh, it was a Senegal in their group. Yeah, it was Senegal in the first game. They got uh, almost, that probably should have had five or six put past them. Their defenders were all, uh, all over the shop, a bit shaky, but they've settled. They come into this game with... Wingers and attackers in Dumfries, Depay, Gapko, uh, that are on the wings, that are going to trouble Argentinian fullbacks that have had no challenge at all. And as Saucy said, they've been killed by Australian, Saudi Arabian, Denmark, and Tunisian wingers. Have beaten them all tournament. That, that, like, beaten, what I'm trying to say is they haven't convincingly been able to contain them on the wings, convincingly. So now they've actually got quality, quality 
on the left side, Cunha is good going forward, but he's not very good defensively. And he's been barely put under pressure all tournament on that left-hand side of defence there, right? You've got Dumfries on that side. You've got Depay also with pace getting in behind. Gapko has proven that, well, most likely he's going to probably eventually end up at a bigger bigger club and he's not overawed by the, the, the events, the occasion. I just, I just look at, I look at the way, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying that Argentina don't have quality, but I'm just looking at how they've played this tournament. You've got to remember, you know, I've watched every single game. If I haven't watched it live, if I've fallen asleep and missed a half, I've, I've gone back and watched it, right? So just the way that they've played the Dutch and the ability to stay solid at the back, Big Verge, Nathan Ake, uh, you've got a good, ex- good mix of experience Probably. and young youngsters in there. You've got De Jong in midfield, but then you also got Daly Blin. So, but the team's good. Berghuis in the middle with De Jong and uh, Blind. You got um, De Ligt in the back as well as a centre back. You got Julian Timber there as well. My boy, if he ever comes on, he probably won't. But Malakia, they got a lot of depth. This is another team that's got a bit of depth, you know, coming off the bench. The Dutch, they haven't got an out and out striker. I get that, but you know, I think it's enough. The pace is enough for them to beat them. Uh, in my opinion, I. I'm not trying to ride off Messi, yeah, because Messi's been fantastic in this tournament, yeah. But if in some crazy Marvel Cinematic Universe world that Argentina make the final and win this World Cup, I'm telling you right now, it's all because of Messi. Because that team, they are not very good. They are not very good at all. At all. The whole system is played through Messi. Because if he wasn't there, I'm telling you... Australia probably kicks them out of the World Cup. Genuinely. Could have kicked them out of the World Cup. And we almost kicked them out. the difference in the end? We almost kicked them out with Messi on the park. So, I don't know. I'm not too confident. I'm, I'm riding with you. I'm going to go extra time as well. I think it'll be 1-1 and Netherlands will score really late. And I think it'll be Gapko and he'll just stamp his authority on this tournament. A lot of people have been very, very harsh on Netherlands. I was a bit Unsure of them at the beginning, but they've started to find a bit of form. Uh, let's get on to the games on Sunday morning source. The 2 a.m. game there is Morocco versus Portugal. Uh, well, the new and improved starting lineup for Portugal, that is. Uh, Morocco is coming off a big game against Spain that went to penalties. They won in a penalty shootout there. It's fantastic to see them in this tournament. They are the last African nation in this uh, cup. Uh, being run with your boy Sauce, uh, what's it, Buffal, you love him, he's been playing very well, uh, my boy Ziyech, he's been playing very well, Hakimi, uh, I love Morocco, I love what they're doing, um, but unfortunately, I can't go for them in this round, because I need my boy and his Portuguese band of merry men uh, to come together and win this and get into a semi-final, so First of all, your thoughts on Ronaldo not starting. Uh, second of all, do you think he starts in this game and do you think Portugal wins it? Don't uh, don't start the game. You, you, you cannot bench the guy to kick three goals. Unless they're going to play Ramos and Ronaldo together, you can't bench the guy that kicked the hat-trick. And, uh, you know, it was the right call. Um, He's got more pace than Ronaldo. Unfortunately, you know, at, at Ronaldo's age, he lacks that pace. And you see it a lot. He gets caught offside a lot of times, you know, really trying to 
go too early. And that's a sign. You know, I've seen that in players before. You know, uh, as they get older, they, they get caught offside more. They've lost that step in pace. They feel like they need to really get that fine margin on the offside track to get in behind. Uh, Ramos doesn't have that issue. Uh, he's shown that he can finish. He's shown that he gets into the right position when the ball's come into the box. Uh, Ramos starts. And, look, I've got to go with Portugal. I can't. Morocco, as well as they've played, um, they struggle to create anything against Spain. Um, I feel that Portugal has a better attack with Fernandes, and if Jao Felix is allowed to play that role that he played uh, in the last game where he picks up the ball and he runs with it, I mean, he's got pace, he just collides past players and knees. Um, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be dangerous for Morocco. On the flip side, you know, Ziyech, their best player, played 120 minutes, took, went all the way to penalties. You know, I mean, that's a lot to ask. You know, you're number one player on there. I mean, Bafal come off the season. Even he's going to have somewhat fresh legs. Uh, and Nasri, the other starting... You know, Even um, Hakimi, Hakimi, too, bro. Yeah. Hakimi. Like, I mean, you've got to remember, they're playing on three days break and 120 minutes. I understand 90 minutes of football by 120 minutes. Yeah, but but I even look at it too. Yeah, if you include all the added time and the penalty shootout, they're probably out on the park for 140 minutes. That's 140 minutes that Ziyech and Hakimi have played. I, I understand they're young, but it is still a short turnaround. Um, I think there's goals in this. I do think there's goals in this. I don't know. I don't think Morocco is going to be able to back the way that they did against Spain and defend like that. I, I feel like they you know, Portugal's got the the ability to break them down, the quality. Um, I, I can't see this going your all. You know, I am expecting a pretty easy win for Portugal, but you know, maybe, maybe not too easy, mate. It it could be uh maybe it's, it's the best thing that can happen with this game is Portugal to score early, early on, first thirty minutes, makes Morocco have to come out and actually play because in that case we'll get an exciting game. And Morocco, you know, has got the ability to actually kick goals. But I think uh, Portugal win 3-1. I'll um, give Morocco a goal. But I'm, I'm expecting another rock by Portugal. Like, I, I, I don't think this isn't as close as people think. I don't think this goes to extra time or anything. And, and Portugal get it done in, in regulation. Yeah, I'm going Portugal 4-2. I'm giving Morocco two goals in this one. Uh, it could easily be 4-1. Uh, I don't see it going to extra time as well. And uh, just I'll weigh in on obviously the Ronaldo situation, considering that people that listen to this show know where I stand with Ronaldo and they might be surprised, but I, I completely agree. Uh, I mentioned it very, very early on coming into the season, if he wasn't starting games, that if there was a new role for him at Man United, that the role was to bring Ronaldo off the bench as that super sub, uh, you know, playing, not bringing him on in the 80th minute, or bringing him on on the 85th minute. That's a waste, yeah? Or bringing him on in the 75th minute. That's a guy you bring on maybe 65th minute, you know, as an impact player, if he can pinch you some goals, if the game's on the line. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, he's the type of player source, you know, when you look to the bench as an opposition and you see him coming on, even, if, he's, even if you think he's finished, like, that's a guy that even if people in world football think he's finished, he can he can just as easily win the game off his boot in 35 minutes of football, 25 minutes of football. Easily. Easily do it. All he needs is one sniff, and that's it. The game could be over. So 
I think that's the role. I'm with you. You can't, you cannot bench a guy that has come out in his first first game here and kicked the hat trick. Uh, I don't think. I think Ronaldo has to understand. He has to put his ego aside here and actually see that with the dynamic of the team, how it is, he can genuinely win a World Cup riding well, off his team. You've got to think in these latest stages. Ronaldo coming off the bench, he's such a clutch penalty taker, so that you have him potentially to play out the game, maybe go to penalties and have that guy you can count on in the penalty shootout that's going to put one in the back of the net. Let's, you know, very rarely he misses. So he can have still a big impact on this tournament in his, you know, in his role that he's been given now. I mean, I don't think he should get upset. He should, he should be actually excited because I feel like Portugal, you know, in this new dynamic, and we'll see how they go against Morocco, the tails are up. I mean, they make it, you know, they're still a final four. Final four. Uh, Man, so, oh, 100%. Anything can happen for me. This is the thing. I understand the media is going to give him shit, yeah, and that it's 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 a witch hunt for him, yeah. It's it's it has been a witch hunt. There was no witch hunt last year because he shut everyone up and he dominated, so they couldn't say anything about him because he played so well. But this season has been a whole witch hunt, the whole circus and everything revolving around him. It's a witch hunt, yeah. So I'm telling you now, source. It does not matter if he wins a World Cup coming off the bench. To me, that does not matter, yeah? And I understand they're going to go, oh, you know, but Messi was the main focal point and he was this and that. I'm putting all that aside, Source, yeah? Messi's a great player, you know? Uh, I've got nothing against him in that regard at all, yeah? Like, my true, honest opinion, I reckon Messi's a fantastic player, yeah? He's one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. I just reckon Ronaldo is better. That's all it is, yeah? I make all the jokes about Messi, but in the end of the day, Messi's career when it's come to international football, has been literally rub and tugged by his nation, mate. He had the easiest qualification for his whole entire career. He's had the better players his whole entire career. So for Ronaldo to now sit back, it's honestly enjoying the fruits of his labor. Having been able to carry his, his, his nation, while well, he came in as a young kid under the tutelage of Figo, you know, to then carrying his nation, alongside players like uh, Joel Moutinho and Nani and Pepe at the back. And now he's come to another phase where he's the leader in this team. He can come off the bench and have an impact. But, you know, it's all his leadership and what the he can give to the young players that can bring them to the promised land. They can now carry him. He carried them for 15 years. It's time for them to carry him and help him out. That That is actually what has to happen but at the same time he needs to play his part and he can't get upset because honestly it's your last world cup and this is the last chance you have to win it that is it that is it because i'm telling you if he's benching you at 38 he's not playing you at 42 at the next world cup if you want to go there straight up that is it so he needs to accept it uh young bucks you're on the money he has to accept it and that is it he can win the world cup from here that dynamic of that team looked fantastic. Unreal. So he can win it. It's not... Uh, if you said to me, could he won it two games ago, I would have said no chance they're winning this. They just didn't look good at all. But him coming off... Yeah, anyway. I can explain a bit more about that on Sunday when we cover this game. If they win or if they lose, it doesn't matter. We'll have a chat about it. Uh, and the last one, Source. Surely this goes to penalties. This is the best game. This is practice. This is pretty much. This is a World Cup final in the last eight. 
Uh, it is England versus France. Uh, give it to us, Sauce. Your thoughts on this? This is this is. I'm looking so forward to this game, man. Yeah, this is going to be a massive, massive game. Uh, game of the quarterfinals, in my opinion. You know, as I said, could easily be a World Cup final. Uh, both these teams look have looked amazing this tournament. I'm going for, 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 for France. Um, you know, can they stop Mbappe? I, I, I really don't think so. You know, it, it doesn't really matter where you go, what, you know, which side of, of, of the park. Uh, he's going to go down that right-hand side. He's going up against Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker's not as fast as he used to be. Uh, Mbappe probably has him for pace these days. Uh, I mean, God forbid he gets one-on-one with Harry Maguire. He'll be uh, toast, absolutely burnt, toast, crisp. Uh, he'll go straight by him. It's all on a buck. I mean, it, it's, he's the leader of that team. If he comes out and plays with the flair and, uh, you know, the ability that we know he has and just just goes out there and just... I mean, he should go out there with his, with his chest out on that and just literally saying, I am better than everyone else on this pitch and I'm going to show everyone why and just put on a show because I really think that's what's going to happen I think Mbappe is that much at the next level anyone else on that pitch even though you know they've got Saka on the other side they've got Foden you know they've got some really really great players in attack I mean obviously Harry Kane um, but Mbappe just steals the show he steals the show and I, I actually think that this doesn't even go to extra time and that Mbappe and France are able to get this done in full time, two one full time, no extra time, right? I feel like I just can't see how there's no goals in, in ninety minutes of football, right? And if there is wow. goals, maybe it goes one one, but I'm going two one France in ninety minutes. Wow, you reckon? I, I'm I'm I reckon this could go late second half extra time slash penalties, and I'm going 2-2 in regular time. Um, but France, to win it, to edge them out, I just think their depth, they've got a bit more depth coming off um, the bench than what England does. But England does go deep, man, with, with some of the talent that they got coming off the bench. Um, Ballingham is going to step up massively in this game. I think this is going to be by far his best game of the tournament. Uh, Tusha is going to have his role cut out for him um, in this one with, with Jude. Uh, and Rabio as well with that uh, Bellingham-Henderson uh, link-up. Uh, but the most important player in this team outside of Mbappe for this whole tournament uh, is Anton Griezmann. He is, uh, in my opinion, outside of Mbappe, uh, the second best player of the whole tournament. Uh, the way he's been able to play box-to-box as an attacker and defending has been just world-class. Absolutely phenomenal how he's changed his game. He doesn't have to play that all-out attacking striker role. They've got Giroud there. They've got Dembele. They've got Mbappe. So all he has to do is just pull the strings. He's actually developed into a bit of that. passing ability. Don't let him get, get it out of his feet on that left foot because he'll find you. Uh, he's got very, very good passing ability when he picks it up uh, deep. He's, so, he's, yeah. de- he's developed a bit into that Luka Modric-style player for France, which is uh, very important. Uh, and he's been phenomenal. So 
I know a lot of people don't draw their attention to him during French games because Mbappe's doing so much and Dembele's doing so much and Giroud's trying to do scissor kicks and you don't really see a lot of it, but he does a lot of work defensively and offensively. And I think, yeah, hopefully he can keep up that, that form and will them through to a win. So that's it, Sauce. Four, four games, eight teams. It's going to get cut down to two. Uh, there's been a question here about Sunday night football. Uh, we'll just keep it brief. We're going Dolphins against Chargers because I'm a Dolphins man. Uh, Saucy? No. I'm with you. Dolphins. Bang. Done. That was easy. Uh, looking forward to it. I'll see you at 2 a.m. Uh, for the first game. Set and... the alarms. I'm setting the alarms right now. I'm doing it right now. So I'm doing it right now. Setting the alarms. Mine's good to go. Mine's good to go. Everything's good to go. I'm going to even set up the streams for Sunday morning as well uh, to get them ready. So head over to the YouTube if you listen to this uh, post-production and then um, hit the bell icon for notifications when we start up. All right, Sauce, I'll see you then. All the best to everyone who is out there uh, trying to predict the winner. Gamble responsibly, of course. And... uh, Make sure if you're in Australia, you hit up Sportsbet for their same day multi. You know, you get a bonus bet back. So it's a free, it's a free crack, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to have a punt, you might as well do it like that, and you get a double hit. Use so house money. Yeah. Use the house money. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, talking all spots, double curve.